Welcome to the Redefining Life podcast. I'm your host, Oreo, and here we are discussing everything from religion to goals to entrepreneurship. We're redefining life a few bare conversations at a time, discussing life's many surprises, the good, the challenging, and everything in between. Miranda is a personal finance enthusiast who creates educational content on Instagram as well as YouTube for millennials who want to take charge and make better informed decisions where their finances are concerned. Three years ago, she found herself looking for personal finance information that would help her create a healthy relationship with money and struggled to find it from people who who she could really relate to. As a result, she decided to share her journey for anyone who would find themselves in her shoes. Her content focuses on four financial pillars, which include budgeting, ditching debt, saving for emergencies, and investing. Hi, Miranda. Hey, Oreo. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, um... Okay, so let's let's dive straight into it, right? We're 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 talking a little bit about financing today. So what I what I would like you to do is, in the simplest way for for yeah. some of us newbies in the class, uh, if you could just break down financing, break down investing for us. Investing or financing? Because uh, investing finance finances as a whole is a big conversation to have. Um, but if you're looking specifically, if you're talking about investing, um, mm. we would be looking at options or something that is wealth building, something that accumulates or increases in value over time, or something mm. that creates an income for you, um, with you just owning it once, if that makes sense. So it would be, this would include buying shares, this would include investing in property, this would include um, investing in commodities, livestock, mm. anything that, you know, appreciates and accumulates in value and grows in value, one, two, and anything that's giving you an income without you physically being there to, to mm. you know, work or produce the work to make an income. So if we look at... passive property, income. Yeah, basically can be passive or active income, but it's just... Mm. Most focusedly, um, mainly focused on 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 the passive side. Um, mm. That's what investing is. It's just accumulating assets that generate an income for you. Okay. Okay. Got you. And and I'm to understand that there are different types of investments. Yes. Yes. Correct. Yeah. They are. Um. The investing world is massive. It's really big. Um. You know, we can talk about shares. Um. Mm. So. There's shares, there's ETFs. So shares is basically you buying an individual shares in a company and owning ownership. So being a shareholder in a company. Um, ETFs is just you buying or tracking an index. I know this sounds like diverse to someone who doesn't know. But think of of it in this way. You buying many different shares of one thing. So you're not just buying one share, but you're buying many shares that are in an ETF or in a basket. When I explain ETFs, I like to say this little basket is filled with many different shares and you buying this basket, basically you're buying all the little shares inside this basket when you're buying the ETF. Um, and then, um, yes. Sorry. So the, you, the little basket is, it's, it's, so the basket it's the same is, is the ETF. 
right? So the it's, basket okay. is the ETF. Uh-huh. And inside mm-hmm. this basket are diff- many different shares that track an index, right? And what an index basically means is it tracks a specific industry or a specific thing. So um, the basket is the ETF, and in this basket is, a, is property index shares in here. So when you buy the Got basket you. or the ETF, right, you are now buying a stake or an ownership in these companies, but it's broken up into these many different companies. Instead of you just going out and buying one specific share of one specific company, you're buying a basket with many different um, shares in this specific basket. And this is a a much better way of investing, specifically if someone is um, a a beginner because that's how you're spreading your risk. Think about it this way. If you're buying just one share in one company, that's all your egg in that specific basket. But if you're buying a basket mm. with many eggs, you've spread out your risk. <clears throat> okay. I got you. I got yeah. you. Yeah. So that's that's what ETFs would be. And then there's bonds. Okay. Um, bonds mainly relate to government bonds. And what that means is it's almost you and the, and the government are getting into a contractual agreement, not contractual in a, in a sense, but it's almost like an agreement where you give the um, the, the government money almost in a, in, in a sense of a loan. And, you know, you get a guaranteed return um, at, a, at a specific point in time. Bonds have less risk attached to them um, just because of the nature of them. They don't, they are an investment, but they don't have a high return because of the low risk factor. Um, attached mm. to them so you can buy government mm. bonds um, from SA bonds online um, and then the ETFs book about shares um, there's retirement plans also retirement uh, plan like a retirement annuity a pension fund that's a type of an investment as well because um, when you are contributing towards retirement that money goes into an investment of some sort that yields a return at the end of the term so as you're contributing the money or whichever company you are um, contributing towards, they invest it on your behalf for your retirement. So that's a type of investment as well. Mm. Yeah. So I'm just tracking back on something that you said now. Yeah. So the the lower the risk, the lower the returns then. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. All right. There's always, okay. there's always, there's always risk involved when we, when we speak about um, investing. And that's why I speak or, or teach on the four financial pillars because I believe it's important to take care of the other stuff first before you start getting into investing. Or you can do all of them simultaneously. They're not um, you know, independent from, from one another. So my financial pillars are, they flow from budget. So the first one is the budget, right? You need to take care of your budget mm. first, budget your money, move on to debt getting rid of mm. high interest debt. Because if you are now paying off high interest debt, you are getting back that interest money that you would have spent back into your pocket. Now that money, that cash flow is coming back into your wallet for you to do the third step, which is saving. And then investing mm. for me is the fourth and final step. So um, I wouldn't, is someone who, if someone has like a lot of debt, specifically high interest debt, they don't have any savings of any sort and they're looking into investing, I would, you know, encourage them to go back and rather pay off some debts that they have, um, have a savings account, you know, save some money, even if it's 500 rand a month consistently, you know, over time that accumulates and then mm. go into attaching um, risk to it, which is investing. Because if you're looking at investing, there's risk attached to it. There's risk to, you mm. know, to, to have a gain. There's also risk to lose it all, you know? So um, mm. I think investing 
we should really go into it from a mindset or a point of view of being very clear about what we're doing being very educated on it. Um, investing is not just about, okay, I've got this amount of money, where do I invest in? But it's about really educating yourself on your goals. What are your financial goals? What are you trying to achieve from investing? Um, you know, mm. what what is the end game? Um, when I'm speaking to someone and someone asks me, hey, I want to start investing, I have X amount of money, and I'm like, okay, great, that's amazing. But what are you trying to get out of it at the end of the day? Because if you can go through the steps of, this is what I'm trying to achieve for this period of time, um, at the end of the day, I want to get X, then you can then tie those goals to products to match that goal, right? Um, it doesn't make mm. sense to say, I want to, you know, have 50,000 rand in five years time, uh, but, you know, put it, put it all, uh, but invest 500 rand a month, if that makes sense, you know, that's okay. not going to get you to that 50,000 rand goal. You need to either adjust the goal or look at products that are going to suit and fit that goal to get you to your desired um, destination at the end of the day. So I think when you're investing with a clear mindset of what you're trying to do, it creates something more consistent because for me, I'm a consistent investor. Um, you know, you can be a, a once-off lump sum investor where you just invest a sum of money and you leave it, or you can be a consistent investor, someone who's, you know, got into that habit of investing monthly and putting in money in different products every month. You know, you need to decide for yourself what type of investing uh, person are you going to be? Are you going to be the, the monthly consistent one or are you going to be someone who just has a lump sum of money and puts it somewhere and, you know, just kind of holds it until the end of the term or until they need it. Mm, yeah. mm, I hear you. And, and you know, I, my obviously my next question, you partly just answered it, yeah. but I think also taking into consideration the, the, you know, with the different kinds of investments as well, I, I'm just wondering then what, what the best way to know which investment is right for you is. Well, the best way to know is the goals part. Because honestly, we are all different from one another. That's why it's called personal finance. It's personal to you, your life, your goals, and where you are. Um, and I say this mm. because um, I was speaking to my, my mom the other day and she's looking into getting into investing and she's help, asking me to help her. And when I was looking at different investment products for her, I had to keep in mind where she is in her life and her risk appetite. Mm. Um, she's less likely to want to get into risk aggressive things like I do because she doesn't have 40 plus years, um, you know, to to wait it out and to hold and to learn and to invest. She wants to be, or she needs to be a bit more conservative because of her age and where she is in her life. Um, she's, you know, nearing retirement and she doesn't afford or doesn't have the risk appetite of someone like me who's still in her 20s. I still have about 40 mm -hmm. plus years to go to achieve certain goals, yeah. to learn, to explore, to discover new things, you know, to, you know, I'm more risk averse, you know, my risk appetite is a bit more aggressive. So it goes back to what are you, as an individual trying to achieve. If you are saying, mm. I want to have 50,000 Rand in five years time to have as a deposit for a house or to have as a deposit for my car or anything like that, you know, then you need to go back and look at specific or different products that can give you that result. Remember, this is a mm. risk. So the result is not going to be guaranteed in five years. So if you are looking for something that's going to be more specific, in five years, on this date, you need to have 50,000 rand. Then look at something that's going to be have less risk attached to it. Uh, maybe look at, um, uh, you know, 
let me just my man just stop the a money market account for example that's less risk it's still an investment it still has a return um but it, you know you that one is is much better than putting your money in a savings account because of the return the return is a bit higher you know then you start looking at those type of options that is going to suit your what your appetite um if you're someone who's saying you know what i just want to build wealth um that i can pass down generation to generation to give to my kids you're not looking for a specific number or end goal in a specific time all you're doing is you're just building a portfolio you're just adding products to it so You'll have a widespread of assets um, that you accumulated. You'll have stocks. You'll have bonds. You'll have you'll invest in livestock. You'll invest in farming. You you know you'll invest in a lot of different things because you're not specific about a specific goal. Saying in five years, in ten years, this is what you want to achieve. If that kind of makes sense. So your your goals have to tie back to the product. Your goals have to kind of feed or make sense of the product because it doesn't make sense to just invest in something for the sake of investing. Why are you investing? You know, don't, you don't want to waste your money at the end of the day and you then get disappointed when you don't get the results you're expecting. But it's just because yeah. you weren't investing in the right thing that is needed for you and your goals, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, we are currently in a very tight spot as yeah. as a country as the world really yes. um the current socioeconomic climate is a mess mm. but i'm wondering you know what the perfect time to invest is particularly in sa um taking into consideration also the the current state of everything if i had 10k or or even 2000 rand you know yeah. in my pocket what what would you what would you say is the best thing to invest in as a person that's starting out particularly okay i think before we get back answer that question i think my things would be to ask these questions are you someone who has a consistent income do you have job security mm. right now if you do have a job and you, you know, you've got consistent income, do you have a savings account that can at least cover you for two months or a month or three months? Let's, let's put it that way, as in savings. Should you lose your job, would you be able to survive for the next month or three months, if that makes sense? Then yeah. if you know th those boxes are ticked and you know, you're saying, yes, you do have a consistent income, you're someone who's still earning an income right now, um, you know, you do have a savings, maybe you've saved up at least a month's worth of living expenses, then okay, now we can get into the discussion of investing. Why I say this is because as you're saying, the climate that we are in is very tricky. Anything can happen. Mm. And you don't want to be putting mm. your money in something as volatile as as an investment because um, you know, so many things happened last year when lockdown was announced. My mm. investment portfolio plummeted to thirty percent down, you know people lost money and then we saw a recovery in june and it started picking up and now my investments are in the best place they've ever been but if you're someone who can't afford to wait it out if you were someone who, were in, who was investing and then your 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 investment portfolio plummeted and you now need that money you basically would have lost money if that makes sense so for me yes. it's, it's saying let's go back that's why i always go back to my four pillars because for me I feel it's the most simplified and it's it's a system that puts into into um, perspective priorities that I think it, it would be beneficial for people to adapt. So if you are saving, 
if you do still have consistent income before even even we get to investing is there a way that you can make extra income right is there a way you can you know create an, in, an extra income source for yourself why i say this is because then um you, you, your salary or what you're earning i'd say maximize and save as much as possible from that because as you said it's very uncertain times then now we move on to mm. investing and saying great now you're looking into investing you've got some money that you want to invest where to start i'm going to sound like a stack record but it's not a as a black and white type of situation because at the end of the day um you know it depends on what is is that you're trying to get out of it at the end of the day i'll speak about some of my investments that i have and um how i kind of rank them in terms of my goals short term maybe that can help someone um so mm. my short short to mid in type of investments um one is my easy equities i've got investments in easy equities and there i've got shares but those are more long-term actually i should have mentioned that as a short term um okay sorry let me go back let me go back short term, short term. <laughs> so my short term would be my okay. frank and okay. stash my short term term frank and stash those are two platforms that I've invested with. Frank and Stash are basically the same thing. They both invest in the top 40 JSC listed companies. And a portion of that is invested in a money market account, which is like a cash. It's almost like a savings part. But I call it short term because okay. for me, um, you know, as much as there's an invested part of it, I've invested in shares in the top 40 JSE. There's also a cash part of it, right? And um, those investments for me are almost like my personal insurance. And they're almost like my extra savings towards my emergency fund. I'm wanting to make them as liquid as possible. So should I get into an emergency right now, those would be the first investments that I look into cashing out, if that makes sense. So I'm not looking to hold for long. Yes. Um, they're more quite flexible um, I don't have an end goal towards them in, in, in the sense of I want to have this amount of money at the end of the day in them, but they do count towards my investment portfolio and they, you know, they are an investment at the end of the day. Um, and then also I want to add on the cryptocurrency. I have invested in some cryptocurrency um, and I don't want to really talk much about cryptocurrency because I just bought some crypto. Actually, I didn't buy. I was meant to transfer money to someone and they were using Bitcoin and then um, it, it ended up, I ended up actually transferring using my PayPal. So the amount I just left it in my Luna account and I've just had it there. So for me, it wasn't intentional for me to invest in crypto. It just, um, you know, happened. Um, and that's happened. Actually, do have crypto. Mm. I just bought some the other day. I was writing on my Instagram that I just bought some Ethereum and some Ripple. Don't ask me anything about crypto. Um, I, that for me is a big risk. So, uh, <laughs> as I said, I'm risk aggressive. So I like to try new things and also just to share with my audience and say, hey, this is what I've done. And because I'm in a space where I can't afford, you know, some room for risk, I do it. I'm not saying go ahead and buy some, um, you know, crypto now and you know all of that stuff, but this is just for me more experimental and it's money that I'm willing to lose. Remember, if you're investing, the first thing mm -hmm. you should go back to, especially if you're someone who's starting out, never invest money you're, willing, you're not willing to lose. Never invest money that you would cry mm -hmm. you know, over if you were to lose it all the next day, if that makes sense. Um, and then my, my more mm -hmm. mid- yeah. The moment to long term is my easy equities and my impact farming. Um, easy equities, I've invested in ETFs. I've now um, expanded my portfolio to US. So I have invested in some US stocks um, and US ETFs as well. And for me, that move basically came from just wanting to move away from South Africa's unstable economy. I was seeing so many, so much movement and kind of more stability 
um, in the U.S. market, and it's always been, you know, an interest of mine to invest in the U.S. Um, stuff, just mainly because of our, ex- of our exchange rate and just the rate of growth they experience with the um, with the with the companies there. So my um, you know plan this year is to still invest in South in the South African market by just buying ETFs, but look with but shifting and not buying shares, but just buying more US based shares and US ETFs. And that's been great. I've been seeing some great results. I'm also investing in property. Um you know, just buying some shares in um, the Easy Properties uh, platform and then retirement, of course, um, that's my long term. And I've invested in Impact Farming with Fed Group. And what that is, I've invested in, um, you know, farming assets, but I don't actually own a farm. So I actually own um, some blueberry bushes and um, a solar panel on a farm somewhere in Cape Town. And um, yeah, and that generates me some income as well. So that's more falls part of my long term. So for my mid and my long term, the goal there is to build, you know, a, an investment portfolio that's going to grow to, you know, a six, seven figure one day and actually build me wealth, if that makes sense. So my focus there is I don't have a number, yeah. but I know the goal. I know what I'm trying to get to. And for now, you know, my, my portfolio is a five figure and, you know, I'm working slowly but surely get there so that's why i'm saying the goal is important because for me with my short-term ones i know that i'm not too aggressive on those i know they're quite flexible should i have an emergency those would become liquid very quickly and also if you are wanting a short-term investment the liquidity of it is very important and what i mean by this is how quickly are you able to transfer money or withdraw money from it um is it an investment that is you're going to get penalized on if you withdraw quickly also find out the terms of that investment mm-hmm. some investments cap you mm-hmm. at five years you need to have invested for five years if you withdraw before that you get penalized you know so you need to be aware of that um with the impact farming obviously i, I own the farming assets bushes you know a blueberry bush i can't just pull out they've already planted mm-hmm. the bush if that makes sense so that's more kind of you now yes. with to being long-term and um, the lifespan of, of the blueberry bushes eight years and the lifespan of a sol- solar panel is about 10 years. So for me, I know that's a 10 year investment, you know, I've paid for it now and it's going to give me an income for the next 10 years until I can't get an income from it anymore. So, you know, you need to also take into consideration the type of investment product you have invested in, if that makes sense. Yeah. Sure, I, I'm listening to you and and your portfolio of investing, and I'm, I'm wow, as a person that, <laughs> as a person that has not started investing, and I really I, I I'm I'm the kind of person that wants to kind of you know start building my own portfolio and kind of putting my my money into different places and spaces, whether it be short term or long term. I am. Wow. Well, I'm impressed well, with, with well, everything Oreo, that you To be did. very honest with you, it, it really started with just starting. I had no idea what I was doing. I remember I bought my first share on Easy mm. Equities about three years ago, and I completely forgot about it. I completely forgot yeah. about the websites. You know, I just forgot about it, and it wasn't a lot of money. I think it was like 20 rand. I can't even remember the share I bought. And then... um you know, when I started wanting to know more about personal finances and just fix my finances for where I was, living paycheck to paycheck, being frustrated about, you know, money and what I was doing. And then 
um, you know, I was obviously introduced to the world of investing. And for me, it, it really goes back to, as I said, what type of investor are you looking to be? I invest consistently every month. Mm-hmm. Um, some months I invest more than others, but every single month I have to invest in all these platforms that I've mentioned consistently. Because for me, consistency breeds or, you know, consistency is the best experience you're going to ever get right? Because I can share mm. what I've mm. done and what I've looked into, but until you implement it and try it out yourself or try out anything else for yourself, you'll never really know what works for you and what doesn't. And for me, it's really helped me build my confidence also because I am in the personal finance space. I do share about this information with people. I have to share about an experience that I know. You know, I have to share about something that I've experienced mm-hmm. and seen. That's I can't correct. just share and say and regurgitate information I'm finding online. I have to regurgitate and share information that I've personally experienced. And yeah, that's just how, that's you know, I've, 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 I've gone about it and I've built it, you know, and it hasn't, it hasn't always been easy. I was panicking last year when my portfolio was 30% down, but you know what? I told myself, it's fine. It's okay. I just shifted my, 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 the way I was doing things and I invested less during that period and I saved more money um, during lockdown just because I wasn't sure about what was going on in my job. And luckily, you know, I came out okay. Yeah. We even got our salary as we were meant to get them and everything was fine and I was able to go back to you know the, the norm um, but, but you know it, it really has been a, a, a labor of love if I could say it, say it like that I've been consistently investing for the past I'm on my third year now um, so yeah I really really this is if anything this is just to, to motivate anyone out there to start start with something as as, 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 as simple as buying an ETF. Um, Easy Equities is such a great platform. I'll speak about them all the time. You can invest from as little as one rand. You know, I've got a, a, a video on my channel where I share about where you can invest in South Africa for as little as 500 rand or less. And I've shared different platforms as well. So it's just the information is out there. It's readily available. And I think we're in a better space in South Africa mm-hmm. now. Um, from when I was looking for information four years ago, three years ago, to where we are now, we've got so many people who are sharing mm. valuable information and personal finance education is becoming a priority. And I think it's an onus of anyone who wants to invest to do the research for themselves. Um, ask themselves the important yeah. question. What am I trying to achieve from this? What am I trying to get out of this? Do, can I even afford to invest right now? Um you know, because yes, you, need, uh, the, yes. you need to change your mindset about investing as well. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. If if you are looking at an investment and that's what's being sold to you, run away fast, quickly, because that's you can't <laughs> guarantee a return. You know, you can't guarantee you put in money now and you get 100% in five days. That's a scam. You need to stay away from things like that mm. because you'll lose your money. Just being more mindful and mm. understanding that this is a long-term gain and... um you know, you not you are gonna be focused in what you want to do. You are gonna educate yourself because investing is literally like almost sixty percent education and forty percent implementation. When you just know better, you mm. understand things better. When you are engaging in conversations, I always encourage um, the people that I speak to on my DMs and stuff when they reach out and say, um, "I've shared this information with you." When you reach out to a service provider, don't just take whatever the consultant is giving you. Ask them questions. And when you are, yes, and when you are educated, yes. you can now then ask the right questions to suit you. 
And a lot of the yes, times we as, um, you know, our community have just bought stuff because we didn't understand what it meant. Um, you know, we understand having mm. a life cover and a million funeral, funeral policies is the accumulation of wealth when it actually isn't. Um, you know, if you were to say, I don't have a funeral cover, you know, communities, people look at you weird, like, are you crazy? And that's, you know, are you crazy? Yes. Not a way of building wealth yes. To change the narrative and say, one funeral cover and one life cover policy is enough. The rest, put it in something that's going to accumulate and give you wealth and build wealth, not just for you, but also well, your kids. Yeah. When you die, your kids are not going to inherit funeral policies. They can inherit properties. They can inherit shades. Mm. They can inherit ETFs and all these other investments that you would have made, but they won't inherit your funeral um, covers. That's just not the greatest way to look at it. Mm. And I'm, you know, I'm so glad that you touched on, on this because I know that, you know, just tracking back as well, they, they probably, someone listening does not even know that you can start investing from as little as a rand. I was listening to you talking about how you started investing on something and that you forgot and, and, and you mentioned that you started with just a 20 rand. And I, I think it's so important because, you know, in, as particularly in black communities, we're not open about no. conversations about money to this extent. We don't want to kind of, it's an itch that we don't want to scratch. It's difficult. It's a difficult yeah. conversation. Yeah, it's very you difficult. Know? It's also difficult, Oriel, to have a conversation if you don't know any better. You know, our, yes. our, our parents, our I think parents that's the thing. covers life, covers and stock falls. That's the that's their conversation. Of course. When you say to them investment in there, mm. what is that? You know, and for them, it's like, Whoa, uh, yeah. and um, I think that's why we find or see a lot of our parents end up on TV crying when these scams crash and stuff because they are sold something that they do not know. They, they are sold know. these trades of yes. in seven days. And because they are in debt, but Agegile, mm. there's this, there's that, they just, mm. you know, throw their money into these mm. They're scrambling, They're scrambling yes. to get something that and, you know yes. and it's up to us yeah. the younger generation yeah. to be like no man that's not how you do it you do it like this you do it this way and um you know i mm. think it's really important mm. my mission with this whole personal finance thing i always share and say like if i'm writing down my plans and my dreams and my goals is if i can just teach one person just one person to change their mindset mm. about money, to change their personal mm. finances, their behavior, their relationship with money, their habits, um, they, everything to do with money and they can teach someone else and then someone else, that'll be my purpose fulfilled, honestly, because it just takes one person to change the narrative, to speak differently, to say something different. Um, you know, and the other day I had a consultant because I changed car insurances and they were calling me, you know, when they do the follow-up calls and they were calling me to offer me a life cover mm. with the company. And, um, I was like, no, I already have a life cover. And they were like, yeah, but this one is, I'm like, no, I'm personally, I'm not going to have more than one life cover. I would rather take that money, that premium and yeah. invest it where I know I'm going to get a higher return at the end of the day. And I could tell the guy was very like confused mm. as to what do I need? and i was explaining to him to say no like you don't need a lot of all of these things that don't mean or make sense or you know that just not going to help you at the end of the day and you know i could hear the conversation that he was like Mm. a moment because he's selling something that he doesn't even understand why 
like he's not sure yeah you know i was asking some questions that you can just tell that he was struggling to give me the answers because he himself doesn't know not just as a job but also for himself and that for Mm. me was just like shoot we are really in need of this type of information and we are in need of these type of conversations now more than ever I'm chuckling with myself thinking about people calling you to offer things, offer you things, Miranda, and you're the one on the other I line. Oh, it was teaching. so weird. I, was, I felt so bad. At the same time, I was like, I actually want this guy to understand why I'm saying no to him offering me this. It's not because you know, anything, but it's yeah. just because. And he was just like, I think he was shocked at the response and the conversation. And I, if mm. anything, he was the one asking me questions, you know? So, yeah, that was actually very interesting. Was a teaching moment. Was a teaching, yeah. Was a teaching moment. Um, look, I'm, I'm, I'm now curious what what factors you would advise one looks into before they consider investing in one form or another of investment. What What do you think is the key factors that one would need to look into investment products? In like so. If I wanted to, if I wanted to invest yeah. in ETFs, what what do I? What, sorry, what do you I'm look quiet into now. I'm... to decide whether to invest or not? Okay, got you. Yes. So yeah, you know, it depends. It it differs and depends on different things, right? One thing that I would say is mm. look at. Okay, let's just. I'm trying to think what is going to be the basic. Let's look at a, a shape. When you're wanting to buy a share in a company, look at the at the, at the business. The company. Got you. Do you know the company? Are you familiar with them? Do you know what they do? And do you know how they make their money? Those are kind of the, the basic questions to ask yourself, mm. right? Why I say this is that it's important to know mm. what the company does. How do they make their money? Because then you will know as a shareholder how that company you've invested in is going to give you a return. If you don't understand how they make their money as a business, mm. it doesn't make sense to be giving them your money, right? Then once you've gone through that mm. step is to mm. look at the industry it is in. Um, and I mean, I always circle back to Google. Google is such a, bra- a great and amazing tool. Um, just kind of looking at what booming or predicted um, industries are important right now. Look at healthcare. With the whole pandemic, the healthcare sector has really boomed. Because mm. um, you know, mm. people trying to it's take care of their health, yeah. and that's something that's going to be continuous forever. We'll always need healthcare, right? Technology—that's another one. With people yes. working from home, not having mm. working in offices, we saw the technology, um, you know, industry boom. And if you look at how, where technology has taken us as a society, it, and the way it's kind of progressing us, technology is an industry that's always going to be around. It's always going to be innovative, right? Then the next one is farming agriculture we're always going to need food to eat um we always need the agricultural sector so That's just true. looking at those type of sectors that have a potential to grow and that will exist for a long time even um emerging um you know sectors that's kind of called speculating when you are investing and looking into a sector that's just new and come in if we look back at 2008 cryptocurrency was more of a speculative sector because it was new. It was a new concept. No one knew about cryptocurrency. What is mm-hmm. that? And if you look at where it is now, it just started with, the, with Bitcoin. And now we've got so many other different coins that have developed and, you know, formed over the years. But 
So it's, it's, it's kind of looking at things like that. Then when you're looking at a specific company, right, I like to look at, um, you know, two, two specific things that I want them to stand out for, or three, let's say three. The number one um, thing is look at the company's financials, right? I know this is going to sound like gibberish to someone who has no clue, idea, or no accounting background, but um, if you go on Yahoo Finance, or um, I use Yahoo Finance now because equities has you know linked it with but there was another one before oh, the name just ran away moneyweb yes moneyweb and yahoo finance if you go on yahoo finance it, and you type a specific company's name on the search bar it's going to show up that company with many different tabs and like so much information and graphs that can be quite overwhelming and confusing for someone who has never seen it first place to go is the financials Scroll all the way down if you're in Yahoo Finance. On your right corner, there's going to be a graph of financials. And um, what you're now looking here is you want to look at the revenue of the company. At least if they've got two or more years of revenue, that's great because then you can compare, compare different years. What you want to see in the revenue line is a growth. You don't want to be investing in a company that's not growing, right? So you want to look and see. From year on year, does the graph increase? Is it going up? You know, is it emerging? Is it growing, right? And then one, when you are there, um, there are experts and people who analyze companies on a day-to-day -day basis. We've got the JSE, you know, the people sitting there who are analysts. Why don't you use their knowledge and their recommendations to your advantage as someone who's new? And there's this graph that's usually at, above the, the, that line which is almost like a recommendation graph. And what this graph does, it looks at that specific company and share at that specific point in time. And it kind of gives a recommendation of whether you should buy, you should sell, or you should hold that investment, right? And what you want to look at and see, That's you want to look and see what are the experts saying about the specific um, investment. Remember, they have done, you know, the research, they've done their due diligence, um, and they're just obviously giving a recommendation of what they think you should do. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's a great or good place to start and look at if you're a beginner. And this graph is going to almost tell you, okay, right now it's good to, to, to sell, or right now it's good to buy, or right now it's good to hold, if that makes sense. So it's almost like a, a, recommend, a recommendation yeah. a rating. And anything below 2.5 mm. is a great rating. And what 2.5 is, it's a buy. So it, the, the graph goes from 1 to 5, 1 being strong buy and 5 being a sell. Anything below 2.5 is, oh, is really great to, to buy. Anything above that is going to be your discretion. It's just going to go according to you and what you It's, it's almost like it's a, a risk. risk, yeah. But it's not necessarily a big risk because if mm. it's below 3, it's still okay to buy. Um, if you already have the share, if it's a 3, hold it. If you are looking into buying it and it's a three kind of wait and see, but don't, um, you know, react to it now. Then below that is a graph or a, a, another like kind of line, um, graph, line graph that looks at the annual or the analyzed price, right? These analysts have done a price, um, you know, target on it and they've analyzed the current price of um, the share and kind of predicted where is the share going to be in a year's time? Why is this important is that you, this is where you are kind of determining if a share is undervalued. And by undervalued, meaning it is actually 
less than what it's meant to be, meaning there's still room for growth. Because remember, you want to invest in something okay. that has potential for growth. If something doesn't have potential for growth, yeah. uh, it's a bit more of a risk. I'd rather stick to something that I know in a year's time it's going to grow or it's predicted to grow, right? So here, there's kind of <clears throat> a graph that shows you where the current price of um, that investment is and where have the, 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 the analysts predicted it to be in a year's time. And that is very important. If the current price is below the average you know, recommended or analyzed price, then you know that there's still room to grow, right? So that's a good share mm-hmm. to, to invest in. If it takes all those three boxes, for me, I would definitely buy. And that's where I would make a decision to buy. If it takes two boxes, you know, it's still kind of okay. And if it takes bad, not bad. It takes one, I'd walk away from it, especially if I'm, a, if I'm a beginner and I don't know how to analyze. But for me, obviously, I go into a more detailed analyst of it and whatever because i really enjoy it now and i don't want to confuse people mm. but those are the three things that i'd look at the financials look at the re- revenue look at the analyst price targets and the third one is look at the recommendation recommend, recommended rating um are analysts buyers hold it sell it um and where is the current price in relation to the exit price and why uh, some people always look at oh the current price of it is is down five percent today if you're buying a share based on what it's doing today and not what it's going to do in a year's time. You are gambling and you are not investing, right? We're not trading. There's a difference between being a day trader and being an investor. For this conversation, we are talking about investing. So current price is not that important. What is important for me is the analyst price for in a year's time. Because if I'm buying this investment to hold for the next year or two, I want to know, is it going to grow? Is there potential to grow? And if there is, definitely I want to be on the team um, when it does grow because I will mm. make money because if I buy the share for 20 rand today and it's predicted to grow to 60 rand in a year there's a growth um, difference in between the 20 and the 60 and I want to be there for it mm. okay <laughs> okay I hope, I'm I hope learning you know, honestly, I'm so scared you... that I'm going to scare people away it is no Okay, for me, it's making sense. And, you know, I've gone through a couple of your your um, episodes on YouTube, so I know how tricky it can get. I've been confused a couple of times while watching yeah. your content. So now I know, no, this is not yeah. confusing for me. It's You've broken it down as okay. simple as you can. And really, you know, you say that as, as long as you can, you can teach one person, and I'm your one person today. <laughs> I'm your one person with this episode. I'm your That's one great. person. Shucks, it's been it's been amazing to to learn and to kind of understand the intricacies of of investing. And I know that you know we would probably come back and have a, a more broader and an in depth conversation about you know yeah. everything else. But for surface value right now, you have you've taught the class the newbies me by the newbies i mean me in the class you've broken it down in the simplest way possible and it's it's been it's been great thank you so much um for everyone listening you can catch miranda on instagram she has the most amazing content um she is miranda Tell everybody who you are on Instagram. Uh, on, on Instagram, YouTube. I am it's Miranda Lamini, and on YouTube, I am Miranda Lamini. 
Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Miranda. We appreciate it. I'm, I'm definitely gonna have you back hey. on here. We only tackled one of yes, the Yes, and pillars. the last pillar. So we, we have. <laughs> And we are, yeah, we actually went, we, we worked the textbook from the back <laughs> forward. So we have to come back and discuss the other Yay. three pillars. I'm now. here for it. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you so very much. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel to stay up to date with the episodes and to leave a review for us. To continue the conversation, follow me on Instagram. I am at underscore Oreo the creator. See you next week.